In my opinion, there's nothing better than brainstorming ideas with a fellow automator. And that's exactly what today's episode is all about. Chris L. Davis is a marketing automation expert, and he's done a few things that have wowed and inspired me. In fact, I changed my entire guest booking flow thanks to Chris. Today, we're breaking down what exactly email automation is and how everyone can leverage it to understand and grow their business. Let's talk about customer reviews for a second. Are you properly leveraging them for your business? Customer reviews are pure gold. People are willingly telling you what they like, don't like, and want. I don't know about you, but I've spent a lot of time reading through my own reviews and my competitors' reviews to gain new insights. To be honest, it's sort of like drinking from a fire hose. That's why I love GapScout.com. GapScout simplifies this entire process by using AI to consolidate and analyze customer reviews across the internet. And not just your reviews, but the reviews of every business in your market. You'll gain insight into how customers in your market feel about your business compared to your competitors, where there are gaps, and the biggest opportunities to win more customers. GapScout continually monitors customer opinions and reports on the changes so that you can beat the competition and stay ahead of market trends. Getting started is easy. Go to GapScout.com to learn more. And be sure to join the mailing list to get the latest news. That's GapScout.com. Hey, real quick, before we get back into the episode, I want to tell you about my free newsletter, Podcast Workflows. If you are wondering how I can successfully run this show, plus two other shows, plus run a business, plus run three children, Podcast Workflows is for you. You will get weekly emails with behind-the-scenes look on how I produce this show, experiments I am trying with other podcasts, and general advice to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. You'll also have the opportunity to become a member and get ad-free extended episodes of this show as well as bonus content. You can do all of that over at podcastworkflows.com slash join. That's podcastworkflows.com slash join. Sign up for free today. In the pro show, we espouse our love for Airtable. So if you want to become a member and get ad-free extended versions of every episode, head on over to howibuilt.it slash pro. Look for these top takeaways. There's a difference between email marketing and marketing automation. So he breaks it down for us really well. The fact that you should use UTM codes and never post a naked URL because you want to know how effective your various channels are. And Chris also has a fantastic workflow for his webinars. I won't spoil that here. You need to hear it from him. So this was a fantastic episode. I'm really excited to share it with you. I'll also be going on Chris's show uh, if you want to check out the show notes for that episode, you can find all of them over at howibuilt.it slash 315. But for now, let's get to the intro and then the interview. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast where you get free coaching calls from successful creators. Each week, you get actionable advice on how you can build a better content business to increase revenue and establish yourself as an authority. 
I'm your host, Joe Casabona. Now let's get to it. All right. I am here with Chris L. Davis, founder of Automation Bridge. And I am stoked because we were inter- inter- interdru- introduced. Oh my gosh. We were introduced uh, formally, uh, I think a couple of months ago, but uh, on my interview with Karanda Adir, uh, she mentioned you. And so I've been kind of in your orbit for a little while. Really excited to have you on the show, Chris. How are you doing? Doing great, Joe. Um, shout out to Karanda for introducing us. She is one of the most resourceful people and entrepreneurs that I know. Um, and Joe, man, just thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to our time together. Uh, absolutely. Likewise, I need to, I always, when, when Karanda comes up, I always have to credit her because I uh, stole the term recovering WordPress developer from her. Mm, um, yes, yeah. And and so I always got to make sure to give credit where credit is due because that's too good. It's too good. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Chris, you, uh, as the name suggests, are an automation expert, specifically in email and marketing automation. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that that's my domain. Um, the nature of it, you just kind of learn all areas of your business, but that is where I made my success. Or cut, what do they say? Cut my teeth. Yeah, the, cut my teeth. Pew, or I don't know yeah. how this saying I goes. Say, but I say made my bones. I think that's like a mafia term. There right? you go. Made <laughs> made my bones <laughs> in marketing automation for uh, tech startups. So that's that's my my sweet spot, my bread and butter. And then again, just becoming the influencer, you just have to like learn, you know, just by necessity, other areas and how automation can be applied to all operational areas of your business. Yeah, absolutely. And you, your path was, um, I got really good advice when I was 21 or 22 that I never took. And it was like, when you graduate, get a job at a company within your industry so you know how the industry works and you meet people and expand your network. And I was like full of hubris. And I was like, I don't need to do that. I've been freelancing since 15 or 14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you took the right path, right? Because you worked for like Active Campaign for a while, right? Well, eventually. I started out at Lockheed Martin. And I was an electrical engineer there for seven years, made it seven years. I, Joe, I enjoyed it the first two years, man. Mm-hmm. I really did. Um, and then the last five was just like hell. Um, <laughs> and after that, I this is what I said, Joe. I'm not lying to you. I said, you know what? I had been following Pat Flynn and Brendan Bouchard and all these internet marketers. I said, you know, those guys barely have degrees. I'm an engineer. If they can, whatever they're doing on this thing called the internet, I can do it. Can't be that hard, you know? So uh, I started out, my entrepreneur journey was when I got fired from uh, Lockheed Martin. I said, hey, well, I know how to code. Naturally, I will program websites. That's what I'll do. And I had no marketing chops, man. I did not understand how to like (laughs) de-techify my language. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to business owners and and I'm and you know we're going to use this framework. At the time it was like thesis or genesis, which framework yeah. is the best and hooks and PHP and all of that. And I'm like, we're going to use a framework so that we can hook certain snippets into areas so it'll make your your website a lot more stable and flexible and da da da. And I go down this whole rant of how beautiful this website is going to be and they're like, can my logo be in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> 
at the top. <laughs> I'm just like, what is wrong with people? But I didn't know marketing, Joe. So um, I ended up getting a job at Lee Pages after I'm giving you the super abbreviated version. Lost all my money. <laughs> uh, following these internet marketers thinking one day I'll make it rich. One day one of these landing pages will turn into millions of dollars. It doesn't work like that. Um, and I realized I needed to learn marketing. So I started working at, at Lead Pages. There's a whole story behind that. But that's where I was able to take my mark, my um, engineering discipline, mm-hmm. that just hard work ethic, you know, 10 hours a day type, heads down, figure it out. We were using Infusionsoft at the time, cracked the Infusionsoft code. They made money hand over foot, $37 million. And then I said, you know what? I think I figured something out. Let me test it as any engineer would do. Mm-hmm. Let me try to break this thing. So I took that same framework and said, let me go and apply it to as many businesses as possible. And that's what led me to the director of education at Active Campaign. Nice. And that's that's so smart. I, I think, you know, again, you're in engineering. I have a degree in software engineering. Yep. I think like the way that we think is really valuable as long as we get out of our own way, right? Because like... <laughs> Same, right? We're so excited about the implementation. Oh, man. Oh, man. Look at all the whiz-bang stuff I'm going to do to make your site cool. And they're like, I don't care as long as people fill out the form, right? Like, That's it. So I think that's so interesting. I I was the same way for a while, right? I I was very like field of dreams marketing. Like, oh, I built this thing and I know it's the best thing. So people will buy it. And that's like not even remotely true, right? It's like you need to be able to market. Um, That's it, man. Yeah. That's it. And so you, so uh, along with learning marketing, you, this also kind of helped you build authority, right? You're attached to Active Campaign, uh, which is an email marketing platform. I'm like saying this, like, I don't know that's the answer. Right. Right. (laughs) It's it's funny, Joe, because I didn't even know what influencers were. So Mm. I, I didn't say it, but so let me say it now. I am not from a entrepreneur, small business, any type of that background. My 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 dad worked at the uh, the electric company as a, as alignment, the power company as alignment. My mother was a nurse. Mm-hmm. Humble beginnings, man. Look, yeah. you know, uh, an exciting day was we get to go to McDonald's or you know after church we don't have to go home to eat. We can stop by KFCs. Like these were the things that were really exciting to me. So when I got into this space of entrepreneurship by way of internet marketing. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know who was real, who was fake. I was just trying to figure out at that time, Blogspot, everybody was, their blog was on Blogspot. And I'm just trying to figure out how did they get that email form on the side of their website? You know, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm a baby, man. So I don't, I, I witnessed thought leaders and authority, but I never thought of myself as one. And it wasn't until, you know, I'm at Active, actually before Active Campaign, um, I was working at Lead Pages and, and I was starting to do some of the webinars and be a little more front facing, which was terrifying, by the way, Joe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrifying. There's an entire story behind that. But they threw me on a webinar and I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit of it put me on my first webinar and I'm talking, knees knocking, I'm scared. 
Bob, the teacher, he was on there. This is like nothing to Bob. He's like, yeah, so-and-so. He's calling out <laughs> people's names and he's so conversational. I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I say? And afterwards, this lady was like, I could listen to him read the phone book. And I was like, I was that boring? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, you know, I just wanted to go crawl under a rock. And, and Bob was like, no, Chris. It's the other way. That it's means way she around. liked your voice. It was yeah. soothing. I was like, I have a soothing voice? Like, <laughs> <laughs> these are things nobody ever told me. Of yeah. course, I've never talked, you know, in this capacity. Yeah. So at Lead Pages, what happened was I started my blog and I would blog about tech. Now, at that time, automation, still, there's not a lot of marketing automation blogs, even to this day, that are mm-hmm. not owned by software companies. So I'm right. one of the longest standing individual, independent-owned blogs. But I nice. would do that. And at that time, since nobody was doing it, I would get on the radar of these companies. So Active Campaign was one of them. And they would have me featured on their blog, and they would ask me questions. Hey, if there's one feature we should add, what would it be? And before you know it, now I'm still working at Lead Pages. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, they've got my picture on their sales page, on, on their pricing page. And, and people are like, if Chris said it, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, people are listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening in the world right now? So that was kind of like my gateway into it. And then by the time I got to Active Campaign, one of the first things the CEO told me, he said, hey, you know, when we put you on the pricing page, our conversion rate of our uh, our conversion rate shot up. I was like, really? My face is that important? You know, so that's when it started to click. Like, I, I think I may, you know, carry some weight, you know, yeah. in this space. So now I embrace it, man. And um, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm good steward of it, steer people in the right direction. And the biggest thing is helping them understand that not the easy way, We're not looking for anything to be easy, but the most straightforward approach Mm -hmm. to get the result, you know? Yeah, I like that. Because I think it's something like it's something that people who are in our position, right, who are selling information products, we really want to tell people it's going to be easy. Or like Mm -hmm. similar people, right? Like, oh, it's so easy, right? Oh, you can make a million dollars in 12 months. Just do these things. Like, well, no, it's not that easy, right? And so I will never tell you it's easy to launch and monetize a podcast. It's not. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to undercut my hard work either, right? Like, that's like, oh, yeah, it's just I just did whatever, right? Um, There's no magic bullet. And uh, it's, but we we are here to make, like, I love what you said, right? It's it's not easy, but we'll make it straightforward. You'll make it straightforward. I like that a lot. Yes. Um. And so you leave, uh, I didn't mean for this to be like an origin story, but I feel like it really like lends itself <laughs> well. naturally, to, right? Yeah. Um, you, you leave Active Campaign. Is this when you start Automation Bridge? Yeah. So I started, I always know how long I've been running op- Automation Bridge by my youngest son's age, and he's 11. Mm. So the best thing that I did, uh, what I learned when I lost my job at, at Lockheed Martin is I'll never have a single source of income. Mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah. So I started Automation Bridge. It started off as chrisldavis.com, but, you know, I merged over when I figured out what I was doing. Um, and I've, I've been running it ever since. So I ran it on the side at Lead Pages. And that time, you know, 
tech startups were still kind of trying to figure out, do we want our employees having their own business or not? Mm -hmm. So it was real touchy. So there was more like underground marketing there. Um, But I had launched my mentorship program before I started at Active Campaign. And it was a high ticket program, you know, so I got a nice little... uh, uh, signing bonus <laughs> yeah. from myself, you know, before I signed on. And I just kept Automation Bridge up the entire time. It's been my baby. Um, I, I don't let it go, man. I, and, and it's been, yeah, 11 years, 11 years strong. Nice, nice. Yeah, so, so to answer your question, when Active Campaign gave me the, the, the boot, I just jumped in full time, you know, because I've nice. been laying bricks for like six years. Yeah, you know? awesome. That's, that's amazing. Uh, that's funny, right? I left, I started my full-time uh, journey when my daughter was three months old. So I, I also know the age of yeah. my business based on her age. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, a, that's risky, right? But it's like feet to the fire sort of thing, right? I got a baby at home. I got to make yeah. money. Like this is real, real stakes. It is, man. And and I'll say this, for for those who are looking at entrepreneurship and you're looking at starting a family, or taking care of a family. The best advice I'll give you if you're listening, do not listen or follow anything that you see online. There are maybe two people that I can point to and say they're reputable that have a family, take care of their family, and have a successful business and mm-hmm. actually enjoy their spouse. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's it's a rarity and um it's it's a it's a tough task. But as you mentioned, Joe, those those kids, man, they they just the family just in general just gives you a different level of motivation and fuel. Yeah. And I just this is like such a trigger point for me because, you know, you see, again, all of these gurus and masters and experts telling you just do this. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I read this was honest to God advice someone gave on LinkedIn recently. Mm-hmm. If you want to get 10 hours of work done in two hours, wake up and start working within 30 minutes of waking up. Don't even shower. And I'm like, what kind of idiot, advi- <laughs> like, what kind of idiot would take this advice? First of all, that was my first thought. Uh, and then like I read the comments, people were like, great advice. And I'm like, okay. Yep. Um, yep. But then I thought, this person obviously does not have kids. Because let me tell, I love my children. I'm lucky if I get to take a sip of my coffee before they yeah. wake up in the morning. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, so like, yeah. that's all of this advice is for people without kids. Tim Ferriss it, saying like he stays productive because he meditates for two hours man, every morning. Here, Congratulations on owning your time. Like, yeah. congr- you know, I own yeah. my time from eight o'clock to 3 p.m., right? Yeah. Uh, after that, it's my kid's time. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. And that's so, a different ball yeah. game, Joe. Yeah. And, and that's why I said it, because there's got to be at least one listener on here that's feeling that pressure. And and you, and what happens is you start looking at everybody else like, it just seems like they're moving and I'm not. What am I doing wrong? What do I not know? It's, the stakes are totally different. Yep. You can't experiment. If your experiment doesn't work, there's no couch that only you and your bag of clothes are right. required to lay on. You got an entire family, a house. You you just yeah. the sensitivity level is a lot lower, you know. Right. Um, so it's right. an art, man. It is an yeah. art doing this thing. Uh, it's an with art. Such and, a responsibility. And you need to remember that, like again, that this advice that people are doling out are just like 
I mean, look at Marie Kondo, right? Like, have you, did you see that article about her recently? Mm-mm. So Marie Kondo, the Katamari method, right? Does it spark joy? Like how to get clutter mm. out of your life? Yep, yep, yep. They followed up with her now that she has three kids and she says, I've, I've abandoned that method. Because <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. Yep. You have three small children. Your life is all clutter and that's <sighs> fine. It's game, man. Right? Like, you know, I look at our playroom and I think like for a ha- like half second, like I really wish this was clean. But then I think, you know what? My kids like had a blast in here today. So like, that's fine. It. Yeah. yeah. It's a thought that passes through and then on to the next thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> right. And so like, it's just, you know, I, I really, I want to double down on Chris's advice here is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk automation because yes, email yes. automation is, I am, I would say a professional automator. I automate mm. things that nobody should automate. Yeah. Just for funsies, right? Yes. Email automation, though, is something that scares me a little bit because mm. I feel like you're playing with live ammo, right? Like, yeah. um, there's no there's no dev environment for your email automations. Yeah. Um, you know, you could like, yeah, you could just put yourself through the automation, and you can like shorten the amount of time and stuff like that. But like, again, like you're playing with your live list, right? What uh, you know, I have accidentally sent people through automations and yep. sequences. And they're oh, like, I'm man. getting four emails right now. And I'm like, oh, yep. ah, I didn't mean that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my first question is, let's start with the very basics, right? What do you consider email and marketing automation? Is it just like sending people emails at, yeah. at, at yeah. dates? Or is it like, you know, what, what is it? I see them in three tiers. I see email marketing, then email marketing automation, then marketing automation. Um, and email marketing is your traditional list-based platform that sends emails to the entire list. That's the purpose of it, right? If you're if you're a little savvy, maybe you could segment mm-hmm. on that list mm-hmm. and, and it'll tell you segment, but it's not really built for that. It's right. built for you to have multiple lists, add people to the list and send emails uh, platforms like Mailchimp, Constant Contact. Uh, there was one more that I was thinking of, but but is anyway, it Beehive I've, or is Beehive? Have you tried Beehive? That's I like all the rage not. lately. No, I have not. That they, feels like Mailchimp since Mailchimp got acquired, right? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I was late to the game, understanding Mailchimp got acquired. But you know, when when Mailchimp was first coming out in Constant Contact, that was it, man. Mm-hmm. You had lists. There was no automation between the lists. There's yep. there's none of that. So we go into email marketing automation, and we start to see that now I can move contacts between lists. I can do stuff to contacts on that list. Like if if they're on this list receiving these emails and, and they end up opting in on another list, I can stop. I can stop them from receiving emails from the other list. And it has evolved even more to where you can start tagging people in automations, uh, email marketing automation platforms like ConvertKit will now have a visual builder. Mm-hmm. So you can see the flows and I'll, I'll put uh, MailChimp in there too. So most email marketing platforms of old are currently email marketing automation platforms. Right. right. They've had to, Drip kind of came out and then they had to yes, yes. play catch up to Drip. That's it, right? Yeah. And, and the thing is this, the thing about both of those types of platforms is everything revolves around email. 
We we haven't introduced omni-channel. We haven't mm-hmm. introduced anything else. Every they exist to send an email. Everything else is optional. So then we go into marketing automation. And what you'll see with marketing automation is the introduction to uh, contact management, similar to a CRM. I, I avoid saying CRM because a lot of times when I say that, people's mind goes in 10 different yeah. areas. They but think like C- Salesforce or whatever, yes. pipelines, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, a CRM is a contact relationship management right. software. Right. Anything can be a CRM. It's an acronym, right? Yeah. Mine's Airtable, right? Yes, That's, yeah. right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, we have like a shared love of Airtable. I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. Airtable needs to send me a T-shirt. One day I'll get one. Um, So you have marketing automation. It introduces the ability to manage your contacts separately from the list. Before, when we're talking about email marketing, email marketing automation, we're still list-based, Joe. It's still, though I've got some dynamic movement because I've got some automation, I'm still list-based. So now marketing out, true marketing automation platforms break that requirement. Mm. They may offer it, but it's not required. So you look at active campaign, they have lists, but you can, you can function with one list and do all your segments and automations outside of that. Keep doesn't even have lists. Entreport doesn't even have lists. HubSpot has lists. They're smart lists, but they're not required for you to send them in the way that email marketing platforms are. So when you see that, you start to see that, oh, I can now manage my contact independent of the list. Now that introduces a whole new realm of possibilities because this, this, this contact that was once tied down, ball and chain to a, to a list, is free, flapping its wings. Hey, send me through an automation. Oh, don't want to do that? Go ahead and give me a tag. Oh, want to update my custom fields? Go ahead and do that. Oh, you got an API you want to send me to? All right, send me over there. I'll bring back the data. Where do you want me to put it? I'll put it in a custom field. Matter of fact, what about events? You want to track all the events that I did, right? Like mm. it just opens the game up, man. Yeah. And that's, the, that's why I fell in love with it. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless, right? Yeah. So that's really the trajectory most businesses, I'll be honest with you, Joe. Most businesses still, to this day, just need email marketing and a little bit of automation. So like when I was at Active Campaign and I'm looking at these accounts and seeing what people are doing, it's a whole bunch of automations to do a basic autoresponder mm-hmm. with a goal to stop emails once a person takes an action. Yeah. And that's what it is. Now, I love the other 20% that actually have some use cases that require a little more uh, creativity and acumen to pull it off. But, you know, for the regular market, it still is not up to the marketplace acumen of the small business owner is nowhere near the flexibility and possibilities provided by the marketing automation software yet. Yeah, so this is interesting, right? So um, I think email marketing automation, right, is... um, like you said, like pretty understood by small business owners and creators. Yeah. Um, someone someone signs up for one of your opt-ins. You can tag them based on that opt-in. You can yeah. send them to your welcome sequence and then through like a, a educational sequence based on that tag, right? This is what yeah. I have, right? Yeah. Someone signs up for a form and then I uh, they go through my welcome sequence no matter what. Yeah. 
And then once I tag them as confirmed, then I send them to my sorting hat. I call it the sorting hat. Yeah. Um, where I ask them like, where are you in your podcast journey? And I send them an email sequence based on that yep, with probably. a soft sell for my my mas- my podcast mastery program at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in that case, yeah. what you just said, Joe, you're on the advanced end of email marketing automation. You're yeah. tapping on marketing automation. You you do a couple more things and it's like, oh, can't use this platform anymore. Got to upgrade, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So this is this is the the interesting thing for me. Um, I would love in my head it's something like uh, I have someone signs up to my list. Now they're they kind of become like an, a subscriber ID. Yeah. That can yeah. be universally applied, right? Oh, well, this subscriber, I know they're on LinkedIn here. If I yeah. send them a message on LinkedIn and they respond, maybe that I can update that somehow. Or I can send, if they click on an ad over here on Facebook, I'll somehow know that. Is that, mm-hmm. am I in the right ballpark for marketing automation there? Or is it, yeah. am I missing like some key pieces? No, no, no. You're, you're, you're there, right? Because now I'm storing more information. Here's what's very interesting because and, and and once I say it, people start to be able to see it. But until mm-hmm. I say it, you're like, oh, I never saw that. Yeah. If you think about just how contact custom fields are managed, a lot of email marketing automation platforms don't even handle custom fields to the point when you look at some of these integrations, you can't populate custom fields beyond the basic ones. Yeah. I'm going to just know? interject here. And like, this is like one of my great complaints about ConvertKit. <laughs> Right? Like they have custom fields and you can add custom fields. Yep. And that's amazing. And then, like, you can't do half the things with custom fields that you can do with tags. Yes. Why are you giving them to me? But I get it because yeah. you're not a true contact management platform. Mm-hmm. You're just everything based on the list. And if everything is based on the list, all they really need for that list to exist, that contact to exist on the list, is the email. Right. So it's really still all around the email address and sending email. Yeah. So to your point, Joe, when you start wanting to do attribution and storing UTM variables on the contact record so that you can refer to that and start to customize the journey, yep, you've gone ahead, not tiptoe, but leapt. You've leaped into marketing automation from the the little bitty kiddie pool. We say email marketing is the kiddie pool and then email marketing automation, maybe it's the five foot deep pool. So mm-hmm. if you're a shorter individual, maybe it's up to your neck and you get a little nervous. Yeah. But email marketing, I mean, marketing automation, that's that's the deep end. That's t- yeah. 20 feet and more. Nobody's feet is touching the ground over here. Yeah. <laughs> you better learn to swim. <laughs> oh, I love that. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. Like I, I'm feeling, and I'm, I don't feel like I'm doing it super well, but I feel like I'm, what I would really just love is knowing what, web page the form that was filled out is embedded on right that's right and like you know convert kit you know this information (laughs) your javascript is included on that page just capture the url it is and this is why it doesn't make sense for convert kit because they even cookie the device so that they know if you've opted in before, mm-hmm. they give you the option on the form if they've already yeah. opted in to send don't them somewhere them. else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why don't you give me that? But again, now it's, you know, you know what it is. Um, this is this art. I'm this is gonna be terrible, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Maybe somebody get a kick out of it. Yeah. I in my younger years, Joe. In my younger years, I Back dated when we were young, young men and knew everything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Back when we were young men and knew everything. 
I dated a young lady. And usually you hear that the the woman is out of the guy's league. Well, this had flipped. And Mm. I was clearly out of her league. Um, But I was, I had, we'll say a vain pursuit. Okay. Everybody else was like, oh my gosh, she looks so great. And I said, hmm, okay, if that's going to impress you guys, I'm going to talk to her. Yeah. And I talked to her and all the while I was trying to make her into something that she was not. She was not very intelligent. Mm-hmm. She 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 was she was just not that type of person. Right. So I tried, Joe, and I tried to do it in a nice way. And I tried to like teach and say, hey, say this when I do that, or when I go here, do it just doesn't work, man. Yeah. And that's what happens with these platforms. You try. You try to make them. I was trying to make her into somebody that she just wasn't. Right. And at the end of the day, she walks away hurt. I walk away hurt. It's a lose-lose. And that's what happens with these platforms, too. We try to make them. <laughs> it's like you see it, though, right? You're yeah. like, you know what? If you could just do this. If right. you could just. And they can't. Because yeah. they're like, I'm sorry. I yeah. wasn't built to do that. You know. Right. And like, you know, it's it's fun. When I moved from MailChimp to ConvertKit in 2018, it was great. I was like, Wow. Yeah. I know so much more about my subscribers yes, now. Yes. And like I love ConvertKit. I'm not ready to switch yet, but I feel like lately there are more limitations yeah. uh, that I'm running into based on what I'm trying to do in my Yeah, business. for me, custom fields would be, I mean, that's the absolute deal breaker. There's so much, there's so much data that I store in custom fields. Yeah. But let me let me say this, Joe. Um I started out on AWeber. That was the other tool that I was thinking mm. about, email marketing. Yeah. I started out on AWeber and I migrated from AWeber to GetResponse at a day and age when nobody knew what GetResponse was. It was my first time, Joe, breaking from the herd. Mm-hmm. I was in a Jeff Walker's product launch formula and all they talked about was AWeber. There was a few Infusionsoft users, but AWeber, AWeber, AWeber. And here I am assessing tech. The same thing that I do to this day. And I was like, actually, everything that I want to do, GetResponse can do out the box. I was using all these plugins for AWeber to do list automation and all of that. Really, what I was looking for, didn't have the words at the time, was I'm looking for an email marketing automation platform. Mm-hmm. So that was GetResponse. GetResponse allowed you to do dynamic segmentation. This was like 10 years ago, Joe. Nobody knew about this. Dynamic segmentation, automation between lists. I was in heaven. I was like oh my gosh, I can finally move the way that I want to move. And um, so I think that experience is similar to what you're having with ConvertKit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, like I'm going to Craft and Commerce, actually, by the time this episode comes out. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to Craft and Commerce in a couple yeah. of weeks as this episode comes out. Okay. Um, and, but I'm like, you know, I'm, as you can imagine, I'm I'm pretty open with my opinions. I'm a candid person. And so... Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have a feedback session there and I'm going to offer this feedback again, like constantly. Like, cause it's, um, but yeah, I, I love ConvertKit, um, but I'm, I am worried I'm running up against. Yeah. I just, I would just hate to migrate my members again. Like I feel yeah. like I move them like every year. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. I, I'll say this, Joe, you mentioned it. Um, that's one of the, one of the things that I love to do is pre-populate hidden fields on a form, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. uh, it's interesting you said the URL because I've, I've, I have a script 
that was written for me many years ago that just continues to work on every single platform, or I'll know how to do it native in the app that I'm using. But I always capture the URL that the that the opt-in came in from, and then I have I always create UTM custom fields. If there's UTMs in there, I'll place those values in in the UTM fields okay. as well. It's redundancy because I kept Joe. I captured the entire URL, right. so I see what's in there. You got all that, you yeah. know. But I st- I also store it in a custom field. It's cleaner, and I can you know do some reporting and run some attribution to it. Yeah. Huh. You know, it's super interesting is you can add custom fields in ConvertKit. You can't make them hidden and you you probably <laughs> would need some JavaScript. You, so yep. I would need some JavaScript. I would need some code yep. to yep. hide that field and then add, yep. grab the UR, which I, you know, again, my, my coding background, I could do that. But you could do it, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like I should have to do that. You shouldn't, right? It should just be an option. Now, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. There is a workaround. If you're using like Elementor or some other web form software, yeah. it, as long as convert the integration with ConvertKit allows them to see the custom fields, right? You can use them to create your hidden fields yeah. and sync them up that way. So there's there's ways around it. Can I tell you an automation horror story? Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. I was doing that <laughs> with Cadence. I was using mm-hmm. Cadence Pro mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. the the mailing list block or the form okay. block and they have a ConvertKit integration. Okay. Um, or I'm sorry, they don't, they have a Zapier. They had a Zapier okay. integration. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is great. I can send the form with a hidden field with the URL yep. Yep. to Zapier and then Zapier can send that Populated. to ConvertKit. Yep. And I built the form and it looked great. It worked great. And then I forgot to turn the zap on for like a month. And I was just like, I wasn't getting that many signups daily anyway. So like a few days go by and no one signs up. And I'm like, man, nobody wants my opt-ins. And then like two weeks go by and I'm like, man, nobody wants my opt-ins. Then like Thanksgiving (laughs) happens. And then like at the beginning of December, I'm like, no one has signed up for my list in a month. That's kind of weird. Yeah. And then I saw that. And of course, like I didn't use like Gravity Forms or Ninja Forms, which would store the entries in WordPress. That's right. Yeah. So you could at least just do it a manual. Yeah. It was lost (laughs) in the ether forever. Oh, man. So that is a horror story. Anytime you lose data, I just, oh, I lose sleep. I will lose sleep. Just like, man. Yep. And so then I was like, you know what? I better just, I'll always use the native ConvertKit forms because those will be the ones that work the most reliably. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't often, I don't, I don't think I integrate any form through Zapier anymore or make or probably whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I need direct integration with my, with my CRM software. Yeah. Or my marketing automation platform. So, yeah. So yeah, so actually let's dig into that, right? Because again, mm-hmm. you like I, I you're an automator, I'm an automator. I love mm-hmm. Make. Yes. I moved from uh Zapier to Make. Yeah. Um quick soapbox moment again, right? Because like you I save I'm saving like $65 a month easily. Easily. Yeah. Uh move and I said this and someone was like, "Well, it's worth the money to just stay on Zapier so I don't have to learn Make." And I want to be like, "Man, I get like your time is worth money." Yeah. But no one became insanely wealthy by just wasting money. <laughs> like no one is wealthy by wasting money. 
Uh, and I feel yeah. like if you can do everything you need to do and make, which I could, uh, I was just wasting money with Zapier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate the name, Make. Not because it's a terrible name, but because I can't ever search. It's so hard to Google online stuff. Online for anything because Google thinks I'm using the word make as, as in what it's used for, yeah. right? A verb. Yeah. Um, so I always use Integramat. Hopefully that will work forever. But right. I, I'll say this. I, I'm i on Zapier. and Well, I, ha- I have all three. There's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an automator, so I'm I'm gonna have multiple tools to do things. Yeah. But um I've got a legacy account with Zapier that came from early active campaign days. Mm. And what happened with Active Campaign, how they really were penetrating the market was through the strategic partnership with Zapier before Zapier was its own platform. Well, Joe, you sign up for a active campaign account and you get a free Zapier account. So when wow. Zapier was like, look, we don't need you, Active Campaign. We're our own person. <laughs> We're our own man. We'll stand <laughs> on our own too, right? It honored all of those accounts and just grandfathered them into like, I get like 15 zaps and maybe 2,000 or 5,000 tasks a month at no charge. Oh, wow. So I when I tell you zap management is real, Mm-hmm. I'm always looking like, do I really need this app? And now that you have Make and Pably, I'm like, okay, if I can do it in those platforms, I'll do it in those platforms. Right. Because I only use Zapier now for tools that don't integrate with other, with like Make. Yeah. You, you right. Know what and, I'm saying? and that's, that's still, you know, I was looking at webinar software recently mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, it has to integrate. It either has to directly integrate, it ha- well, it has to directly integrate with ConvertKit. Yeah. Um, but it also uh I would like it to integrate with make, but if it doesn't integrate with make, like integrating with Zapier is fine. Yeah. Um yeah. and uh yeah, most of them live webinar is one I found that currently has an AppSumo deal, so I'm sus about it. Mm-hmm. But uh it like I made a little matrix <clears throat> and yep. scored all of them. <sighs> Stop it, Joe. Get out of my life. And, and uh, live <laughs> webinar like scored the highest. So I'm like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe yeah. they're trying to get acquired and they're, they're trying to get as many users as possible right. before the acquisition. Yeah, I, I got to say this. Um, so I do matrix and truth tables all the time because it's the only way that I can objectively look at the software. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, for and sure. And it's a test. Joe, it's really a test of do you know what you value? Or do you know what you're looking for in the software? Yep. So if you don't, anything looks good, right? The, the starving man buys a cracker and it tastes like filet mignon. Yeah. Right? Anything. I tell people all the time, there was one time I was so hungry, I went to the grocery store and I saw pickled flavored ice cream. Mm-hmm. Now, who in their right mind would make that is the first question. Second is, who in their right mind would think that it would actually be good? Well, yeah. me. <laughs> Take me to the grocery <laughs> store. Hungry enough. <laughs> I'll yeah. buy anything. Oh, well, it was good. Yeah. And that's what happens, you know, yeah. in, 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 the, um, in the same aspect is like, if I don't have anything, I'll, I'll take whatever you give me. Yeah. Just right. Just give me something, you know. Oh, you have a free plan? I'll try it or whatever. Yeah. that's And that's like right now I'm kind of doing things with rubber bands and duct tape, right? I'm still doing mm-hmm. monthly webinars, but mm-hmm. 
I am creating the landing page in ConvertKit. Yeah. And then I'm scheduling the reminder emails myself. Yeah. And I'm using, I think it's calendar.link to create a calendar invite. Mm. Um, okay. And so like, okay. I can see you know, that. it's fine. And like I use YouTube to stream yeah. and then I make the stream private 48 <laughs> hours later yeah. or the yeah. unlisted or whatever. But it's like, you know, at one, at some point I would like like a real solution. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to maybe run an evergreen webinar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, Joe, I, man, yeah. I hate to cut you off, but I, I, I mean, I mean to, but I, because I'm excited to, but I yeah. won't make a habit of it. Um, hey, you're two, the guest. This is two, your time. <laughs> two things I want to, I want to share with you. This is yeah. hilarious because I'm going like the opposite way. But first and foremost is I do have a horror story that I'll share. Um, you talked about creating the event, the calendar event and all of that. So, um, I do that through Zapier when I was running my, my webinars. It create, I, I create the calendar event on my calendar. Mm-hmm. And then when they opt in, the Zap adds their email address as an attendee to oh, that event, right? Yeah. So now it's automatically on their calendar yeah. just like that and they don't have to do anything, right? Right. Well, that works great. And many people don't know you can do it. Probably somebody listening right now got a light bulb. Uh, I just got a light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) Let let me help you not do this. There is a setting in Google that says, show all attendees the attendee list. Oh. (laughs) I forgot to uncheck that, right? So no harm, no foul. I mean, my webinar is filling up and I get this email and they were like, I'm pretty sure you don't want everybody seeing who's registered for this webinar. I'm like, what are they talking about? And I was like, oh, no, don't worry. They can't see it. It just goes into my software. And they sent me the screenshot and they literally saw everybody's email address. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what went wrong? It was that setting. So if you do that, make sure you click that setting so that everybody else cannot see um, the the email. So that was my horror story. I felt terrible. Not only does it show people who you don't know how many people are registering. Thankfully, I had quite a few people registering. But also, like, people are so uh, slimy. Yeah. They could have easily swiped those emails and started. And and maybe they did. I don't know. Um, Hopefully they didn't. Uh, That person was the only one that found it. So maybe the other ones didn't know. Yeah, but, right. Um, maybe yeah, because so like, how was, many people are like doing that, right? Yeah. yeah, and and then how many people know tech enough to know like, oh, wait a minute, everybody else can see it. So, right. Um, thankfully, I've got a bunch of nerds on my list that are just looking for holes in my system. Yeah. Um. So that was one thing, and then the second is this. So Joe, watch this. This is regarding uh webinars. I'm like literally going in the opposite direction because I have used. Uh, bona fide webinar platforms. I've got an evergreen webinar running as we speak, mm-hmm. which has been great, by the way. It's I've always I've had a webinar for at least ten years now, so I'm never. You won't catch me without one. Yeah. Here's what I learned. I actually don't like any of the platforms. I don't like. I've I've used them all from GoToWebinar to Webinar Jam, Easy Webinar, Demio. What is it? Ninja something? Yeah, Ninja. Webinar Ninja. I, I, all of them, man. Yeah. Um, and what happened is not, they all do a job where you can register and then send follow-up if somebody attended or not. It's mm-hmm. basic stuff, right? Great. Uh, most people aren't doing that. So good job. But I'm an automator, Joe. 
Yeah. I want full control, man. This is why I use WordPress and nothing else, right? I yeah. want full control of my experience. So there's a plugin that you're familiar with that maybe your listeners haven't heard of called uh, WP Fusion. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the one of the best marriages that nobody's talking about online right now is WP Fusion and Presto Player. Okay? Mm-hmm. Joe, watch this. I can. With the power of Presto Player's integration with WP Fusions or WP Fusions integration with Presto Player, I don't know. Yeah, I can now tag people based on how much of a video they watch. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> so now I'm like, wait a minute. I know exactly at what point I've made my pitch. What point I've done this, done that. I can get so granular, not even to the point of marketing, but just understanding. Who's leaving and when will let me know how my webinar is performing. Yeah. No platform will do that. Not one. Not a single platform will do that. I can literally add tags every five minutes if I wanted to. I would never do that. But right. I've got enough. I've got attended because the first five minutes I do like the welcome. So yeah. if you left during the welcome, you didn't attend the webinar because you didn't really see anything. Right. So my attended tag doesn't get applied until like five minutes in. And then 20 minutes in, oh, I know that I've God. done like my foundational framework. I've laid that down. So 20 minutes in, they get the tag. They know my framework. Another 10 minutes in, they've seen the pitch. If Once the pitch ends, they've attended the full webinar. That, that, that is done with no Zapier, no anything. Just natively a video wrapped in uh, Presto Players player integrated with WP Fusion. So what did I do? What did I do, Joe? I said, forget all of this evergreen software. I can, with the power of WP Fusion, when someone registers, can put a link in the email that auto logs them in when they click the link. The auto login, they may not know it, but the auto login now, you're a known user and mm-hmm. all of those tags are applied to your to your contact record as you're watching this video. Now, another thing that I do, I put a countdown timer on there and say, hey, this this on demand, I call it on demand instead of evergreen. On demand mm-hmm. is available for the next 36 hours, whatever. When that countdown expires, it redirects to another page. That, Joe, that version of my evergreen webinar. Versus like my Demio and and everything else, ten times, ten times better. And 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 lastly, what I do is once it's done, I just have a Slack notification, so ping me and let me know exactly what they did. They attended. They saw the pitch. They this. They that. And here's automation that they're entering in. It's Dang. beautiful, man. And and I'm not using any of the software. Yeah. None of the webinar software because yeah. that was a limitation that I found. It just really didn't give me what I really wanted to know. But but let me say this. I'm in the top 10%, maybe the top 3%, <laughs> right? I'm comfortable figuring all of that out and doing it, setting it up once, and and and, and that's it. So right. um, yeah, man. So on the live webinar side, I learned how to embed a YouTube video your YouTube scheduled YouTube live video. And I didn't know that you could also embed the chat on your website. Right. So there's no need to even send them to YouTube anymore. 
I put a rapper, I put them in Presto Player as a rapper because it'll take away that YouTube logo so they can't mm-hmm. click on it and go to YouTube. Oh. Now they're on my website <laughs> and yeah. I'm tracking everything that they're doing and um, I'm in full control. So Holy I'm a control smart. freak, everyone, when it comes to my technology. I gladly admit it. I know it. And if I don't have control, I may not use it all. You get what I'm saying? When, yeah, yeah. when I'm consulting or if someone were to bring me on and say, hey, can you build out a webinar funnel? Joe, I'm going to take the software that's on the shelf because right. your marketing isn't even mature to respect what I right. can really do with it. But for me, in yeah. my house, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're, we're going to automate this thing. Oh, I love that. I mean, I tell people <laughs> the same thing, right? Like, oh, I use WordPress, but you don't need WordPress. Like, you can use yeah, whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> your but needs like, are so basic. Just use anything. Yeah. But like, man, I like really underestimated <laughs> WP Fusion. Oh my! Because I was using the Automator plugin, right? The WordPress Automator yeah, plugin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, do they do they integrate with their? Uh, they integrate with everything. Their logos are their logo for like their integrations is all messed up. I'm seeing like multiple versions of it. Looks oh, like really? They, Looks like they have like a sprite probably for like um, mm, retina yeah. screens. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and I'm just like seeing like the full logo. So I don't, oh, there we go. That, yeah. Convert kit is just like con. Um, uh, okay. So they interview. Yeah. So I could use this. First of all, they have a lifetime deal. Both them and Presto Player have a lifetime. And I got both. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? It's like 350 yep. bucks for one year or 999 yep. bucks forever. Forever. Yes. Um, and so, uh, and they integrate with ConvertKit. So you tag, yep. tag your user, send the tags over. There you go. Uh, or and or convert them to a custom fields, right? With automate, you'd have to build out an automation, which again yeah. is like well, stupid. Well, watch this. I'm Ooh. glad you said custom fields because <clears throat> so I have an academy built on WordPress and using mm-hmm. Learn Dash for the courses, WP nice. for the provisioning, access provisioning. Um, and what I like to do in my in my academy, my logged in experience is I go by the rule. If I know the information, let me never ask for it again. So, mm. Joe, I know your name. I should never ask what your first name is. Ever. Yeah. And I use that model. That's that's one of the ways that I operate. It's called progressive profiling in sales and technology. Mm-hmm. That's the official term. Right. But I'm always doing that. So what I found is that Using platforms like Gravity Forms and all that, it's a, it's a little technical, but using storing that metadata, storing the Gravity Forms into the, the database under the meta, I can refer to that data. Mm. So if they filled out a form with answer, my shirt is medium, and this is my address, and I know how to use the meta key stored in the database and then use Gravity Forms as the default value is the meta value. When they come back to that form, it's already pre-populated with what they said prior. This is amazing for worksheets. If anybody has worksheets with their course, I build all my worksheets in Gravity Forms, and whatever they do, it always saves for them, right? But that's not even the kicker. That that may wet your whistle a little bit. (laughs) With WP Fusion, what happens is, Joe, you can connect custom fields in your CRM to metadata in WordPress. Mm. So whenever that form gets filled out, 
you can literally check a box and say, whenever there's a value in here, send it over to ConvertKit. So I'm assuming ConvertKit. I know I can send it over to ActiveCampaign. Yeah. So yeah. now, Joe, do you understand how dangerous I can get with my marketing? You're logged in. You're filling out worksheets. You're providing all type of information. I don't need all of it in my CRM. Right. But when I get to the point where you've given me some really juicy stuff and I've already pre-planned, the box is checked, that data goes over, pushes out to my CRM, and now I have it in my CRM to take action on. Yeah. This is why I have to use custom fields. Right. Because it's just such juicy data that I can get from a logged-in experience. Oh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> we've been talking for so long. We just got like super heady. I love it. Let's bring yeah, it back and, and yeah, close yeah, here. If yeah. someone wants to start, right? They're like, <laughs> I'm not even capturing any data. Like, what do I do? What, yes. what do you recommend for like steps zero, one, and two? I, I just, I feel like Google got this right. They just got their analytics platform wrong. You know, Google Analytics is, is super complicated for no reason. There's a bunch of people that love other, other uh, analytics. But the thing that they got right about analytics is UTMs. I highly recommend, highly recommend that everybody start, use, start using UTM values. The first place is in your email marketing software. There's usually a checkbox that you can, that, it, that says uh, use URL parameters or Google Analytics. You just check it and it will put all of that information in there. That's your first lesson. Like that's your first kind of like rep to start to build this muscle. Next, and, and actually in my, in my membership community, I just gave away uh, this Airtable database as a, I, every month I, I, I give away an automation. But this will, this Airtable database will create your UTMs for you. So you put your base URL in there and say, okay, the source is YouTube or the, uh, the medium is YouTube, the source is whatever. And then it will create that final link for you. Okay. Mm. So when you're on social media, there's no reason why you should be putting a naked URL that drives directly to your website on social media, because you want to be able to at least look in Google Analytics, go under, uh, I don't know what it is now, but look at the UTMs and see oh, look at how much traffic I'm getting from LinkedIn. And you can get specific to the UTM content and all that to know exactly which posts. How else are you going to know what's actually driving people and visitors to your website? So that's where I would start in terms, because it's something easy. Mm -hmm. And it's once it's learned and once you put those links in place, it's, it's automation for you. Yeah. Now, later on, you can learn how to grab those values put them in custom fields and, and all of that, but at least start doing that. Yeah, you I know? like that. And if you, you know, I like to use, um, I use switchy.io for my short links. I use them too. Yeah. Great. Yeah. One of the yeah. few AppSumo deals that I actually use and like get value from. Yes. Um, yes. And like they make it really easy. Like you put in a URL and then they have a, a box right above the create link where it's like, do you want to use UTM codes? Yes. Um, and so like that, like they'll give you a little form too. This yep. Airtable database sounds amazing. Um, I'm thinking oh, yeah. um, for a few <laughs> minutes in the members only in the pro show, can we can we chat about Airtable? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Chris, this has been great. 
Um, we'll continue the conversation in How I Built a Pro about Airtable. So if you want to hear that, head over to howibuilt.it slash pro. It is five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. And I, uh, you get ad-free extended versions of every episode and you get nice. a uh, Automation Friday newsletter only for members. So beautiful. How I Built it slash pro, five bucks. I paid more than that for a coffee the other day. Uh, <laughs> but Chris, this has been great. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they check out your program and, and, and see what you're up to? Yes. So if you are listening to this and you're just like, you know what? He went deep. I got overwhelmed. Oh my gosh. But I'm excited about the possibilities. I did this because Joe is techie. I'm techie. I just wanted to, you know, meet you all where you're at. Mm. But most people are novices and beginners even if they're technical when it comes to marketing automation. So I've got a five-point automation checklist. This is the easiest read and automation you'll have, and it will at least get you started with like something that you can print out and keep in front of you when you start to build out automations. It's one of the most valuable, easy to consume and, and use resources, and that's at automationbridge.com, how I built it. AutomationBridge.com forward slash how I built it. Um, So you put that in there. Um, Shout out to Joe for having me on. That'll do a nice listen, everyone. By the time this is out, you'll put that link in. It's going to, I want you all to pay attention to the URL. You'll see a UTM in there. (laughs) Love it. I practice what I preach. And um, so, yeah, you can go there. And if you want to contact me or anything, just respond to one of the autoresponder emails. There'll be an opportunity for you to join the community and membership and all of that. So um, that's 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 part. Love that. I will include that and everything we talked about over in the show notes, which you can find in, in the description of this episode or over at howibuilt.it slash 315. You can also become a pro member over there. <laughs> and we're about to talk about Airtable. So uh, that's awesome. Chris, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for having me, Joe. And thank you for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. And until next time, get out there and build something.